Brad and Fritz, Brad and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. Hey, it's the Brad and Brit cast. When we do these on Thursday, we put in extra effort. We are extra creative, extra hilarious, extra oh. insightful, and that's right. extra full of shit. Yes, now that's true. That is that last thing is correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, today's list. It's not. It's not deep. It's kind of just wide. Mm. Uh, here we go. Ron De Strategists' brilliant debate plan. Mm. Uh, awkward Ron is my man. <laughs> if he can't do it, no one can. Don's fake press conference promise. <laughs> and why is this man walking free? Yeah. Is is the Constitution a suicide pact after all? Oh, boy. As Don releases the hounds again. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this is local, staying local. Why do Republicans here hate America? And of course, you can apply that everywhere, but that is a mm. a more locally kind of uh, version of that. It's a fairly meaty list. You had led us to believe that there was something lacking there. I think that's a, that is a full, as they say, a full balanced breakfast right there. Uh, yeah. We have, we have not talked about Governor DeSantis in a while. Let's start with Governor DeSantis. Okay. All right. That works. Uh, God, this is so lame. <laughs> New York Times got a hold of an internal memo laying out how Ron DeSantis is going to play it next week at the, and I'm going to label it right now, the debate that no one is going to watch for more really? than about five minutes after you figure out it sucks, but okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Because the star of the show is not going to be there. Yeah. Now, if the star of the show is there, it's a different thing. Um, but anyway, that's not the point here. Uh, here are his four main ideas. Number one, attack Joe Biden in the media three to five times. Mm. Number two, state Governor Ron DeSantis's positive vision two to three times. Number three, hammer Vivek Ramaswamy in a response. Uh, number four, defend Donald Trump in absentia in response to a Chris Christie attack on Donald Trump. In other words, you're going to be Donald Trump's wingman when Chris Christie goes after Donald Trump the way we've seen him uh, very coherently and articulately take down Donald Trump. And I have no doubt, you have no doubt that, that if Trump were there, that Christie would turn right towards him and talk right to him. And it would be one of those where Trump doesn't look at the person who's attacking him. You know, he'd pretend you're not there. You know, it's, it's Trump's version of la, 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 I can't hear you, but he'd be hearing you. Uh, what do you think of that strategy there, Britt? You think that's that's got it uh, that's got it down the way you want it to go? <laughs> well, a few uh, savvy media um, observers have noted that in some of the interviews that he's had ever since he brought on, I don't know, is this management team number six that he's he's uh, brought on to help uh, run the campaign? You know, they've brought back Billy Martin three times. He's fired him three <laughs> times. He's bringing the guy back. Uh. They they have noticed that he's kind of he's not talking a lot about Disney. He's trying to move on from Disney. I think you've seen those interviews. I'm not worried about Disney. Yeah. I'm not. Hey, it was a phase I went through. I got to focus. I'm focusing on other shit here. I don't care about them after being obsessed with Disney for I don't know two or three years. Well, it, uh, it might have occurred to him that the, uh, uh, years from now there will still be a theme park in Orlando called Disney world. It will not be called DeSantis world. He may have figured that out. (laughs) If there isn't, he's really fucked up. Uh, 
And they've noticed that he's going a little bit softer on the culture war, bang, 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 bang stuff. And he's trying to do some more, I don't know, meaty stuff, trade and unemployment and economy and shit like that. Too late. I is, yeah, I would agree with yeah. that. So you have to have, if you're Ron DeSantis, if you're Chris Christie, if you're anyone else, and I think you're right to say that the advantage would be for, for Chris Christie because he's been in a number of debates. He's been an attorney. He's been in situations where you've had to talk and be quick on your feet. You have to have two sets of plans. One of them is if Trump shows up, one of Trump does not, right? Yeah. You got you to have two different playbooks, really. This is so silly. If I'm reading this right, and if what you said is right, and it probably is, which is Ron has now seen the research that says voters don't care that much about woke yeah, and all the crap that he's been dispensing, not just in Florida, but across the country, it will quickly reach the point where when one of the debate moderators asks DeSantis specifically about Disney or about transgender or about all of the things that he uh, has thought he's been able to dunk on the world with, with voters and with conservatives, uh, he will turn on the moderator, the questioner, and say to them, why are you bringing this up? Why are you talking about these things, right? He will actually pull a full Trump, yeah. which is to deny he was ever talking about those things in the first place. Right. Right. And uh, the people of Florida and of the United States, they don't care about this. Why are you talking about that? And of course, only because you've been pounding away at them for years and trying to score <laughs> points. But that's what will happen. Tim, uh, Tim McVeigh shows up in court. Why are you talking about that building I bombed? I mean, that was like three years. Why Why am I being candid about this? There's a lot of stuff how, in my life. That's how that you I'm made your living, buddy. That's where okay, yeah. I'm into origami. I'm, I'm into, I do yoga. I really enjoy like sitcoms of the 60s. I don't know why you guys are fixated on me bombing this federal building in Oklahoma City. I don't get it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it is. Um, and it's very one. obvious. It, it, it's also obvious that DeSantis is being handled extremely heavily. You know, there was a period, uh, oh, back in the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> if this isn't the all-time uh, overthinking <laughs> and over-preparing and forcing someone you know, on their feet yeah. to have to run through all these things through their head and go, all right, now I have to do the, the, the. That never, ever works listen to this the part about going after uh, uh vivek ramaswamy fake vivek use that phrase use that phrase that's a prepared line the writers maybe oh. on strike in hollywood but not oh. in tallahassee fake vivek or vivek the fake you got to choose which one now vivek the fake that would be his wrestling handle wouldn't <laughs> it <laughs> he doesn't i don't there was a period of time and you'll recall this back in the 90s when uh on, on the Regis and Kathy Lee show. Right. And it was very obvious that the producers or someone had gotten to Kathy Lee and goes, um, you, you're coming off as kind of a, a bitch. Could you just smile all the time? And she would have the fakest, biggest smile of all time on her face every time. And it looked very painful at some point. It would look like they had done some sort of Botox thing where they pinned the, the sides of her mouth up. And it didn't help because it did. It looked like she was they they basically gone to to Governor DeSantis and said, if you could, please just don't be you in every situation. Don't be you. And that's that 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 is now see how you're saying nobody's going to watch that. I have to watch that to see him play this character that oh, they have I'm assigned not to him. Not watch, but but uh, you, you know how this works now. First whatever whatever uh, viewership there is will be compared to uh, four years ago to eight yeah. years ago yeah. when trump was there when trump wasn't there nfl preseason uh, games exactly <laughs> whatever else is on will we'll outdraw it because remember this isn't going to be one of those you know it's on every channel you can't get yeah. away from it you have to seek it out it's fox business yeah. is that correct fox business <laughs> no it's fox weather 
It's going to be on Fox <laughs> Weather. <laughs> I thought Fox Business was the actual host of it. I believe that's that. I think they are. No, I think that's I think that's one down the line. I think oh, this one is down the, the line. This is the this, real Fox. This is the mothership. The, the mothership. One. The yeah. one that lost the massive lawsuit. One of the largest. The one. Yeah. one of the largest mother's, defamation mother's judgments in history. Is, is empty right now. Mother's cupboard is empty. But so is still... it Brett? Brett Bear is going to be the moderator. Yeah, I think, and uh, uh, Martha McCallum. I think that. Okay. two of them but i'm not they're sure pretty, again they're pretty you know easy. and you know why i'm not sure because i haven't bothered to pay attention because no one cares i mean it doesn't really matter and then you get there and then i mean it, when you talk about attacking the two of them bear is pretty attackable and mccallum to an extent is pretty attackable but again this is one of those where I, I, they what? they negotiated everything to try to blow the rnc and i'm surprised they haven't been able to get like a maria bartiromo as your third moderator who is unassailable know unassailable and she might be like an alternate juror <laughs> just in case someone gets a, a bring her now, in did, from the did you hear the other day yeah. uh, that uh, brett bear wanted everyone to know uh, to his credit that um uh right after that interview he did with trump about a month ago remember that one and he was yeah. pretty tough on him he 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 had yeah. trump squirming because he actually did ask all the right questions and he, he got did. a lot of he got a lot of love from from uh, other folks on other networks, and in the you know, he got you know he did a good job. And after the interview, Trump actually said to Brett Bear, "You really did a pretty good job." He he was nice to him. And then of course, right. it, it wasn't more than than a day later that he attacked Brett Bear in public, nasty, you know. So this, <laughs> and I know. I know this doesn't surprise you or doesn't shock anyone, but what kind of person is this? And that's not even a rhetorical question anymore. What what kind of person compliments you to your face? And it's not. And he does that because he's afraid. Well, he yeah. would he would be afraid probably to say to Brent <clears throat> Bear, "You suck. You're nasty." I'm not. You know. So he compliments because it it makes the the uh, the social grease flow more easily between them but then when he's alone or when he's got his his uh handheld little baby sized computer to type out shit in his left hand man he's a man isn't he he yeah. just types yeah. out so many yeah. mean things wow that's a man that's a man <laughs> god that's some funny shit no i i uh, i that sounds about par for the course um for him honestly are you still of the opinion now that it's still 50 50 it's a coin flip as to whether he shows up for the debate i don't think he is and and, and he's he's got the built-in excuse i thought this was going to happen as soon as the inevitability of the Georgia indictment started to build late last week and uh, the the uh, other issues that were were popping up from a calendar standpoint. He had the perfect excuse to to not show up, which, of course, is not really an excuse when you have a plane that can get you anywhere, you know, in a couple of hours. Of course, he could be in two places at once. He could he could turn himself in on the same morning that he could uh, show up. Where's the debate? Milwaukee or somewhere like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's where uh, the, the, that's where the Democrats are having their convention next year. Just Milwaukee. Well, also. Yeah. Um, so it, we're not going to play the game that he wants you to play, which is gosh, he's not going to say till the last minute I'm on pins and needles worrying about it what you know what i haven't fed the dog in four days yeah i've been so, <laughs> so nervous I'm so this. obsessed yeah. yeah uh he's also you know there is some there is a school of thought that he will uh turn himself in during the debate and it will take all of the attention away from the debate well if he did that what would wwfd what would fox do because split screen baby split screen <laughs> now wait wait here's a question do they split it 50 50 or does he just get a little box at the bottom right hand corner of the screen Trump? okay 
it's the little box until there's something that happens like you like when he's walking in and all that shit there's like and they just have the honorage but when he actually makes his way to do something there it's 50 50 you know you could be right because was it the uh, sheriff i think yeah of fulton county wanted yeah. everyone to know that the jail is open 24 7 they got people who can arraign you we got magistrates exactly. we got all kind of people who can arraign you it's exactly. not a problem exactly so the idea that he would in his uh, brilliant mind uh say i'm gonna turn myself in during the debate to try to draw attention to myself because who wouldn't want to draw attention to themselves getting arraigned for trying to overthrow the government of the United States, the electoral process and democracy itself. Who, who wouldn't want the most number of people to see that at any given time? It's obvious. It's obvious. We would all want everyone to see the, the that. same is true, by the way, of your home County of Guilford County. You can turn yourself in 24. If there's a, if there's a warrant for your arrest or an order for your arrest, you would be able to go to 201 South Edgeworth Street and you would be able to turn yourself well, in. Wait, so even McDonald's drive through isn't open 24 hours anymore. Nothing's That's open right. 24 hours. Yeah. Remember? We had grocery stores that were open 24 hours, but no more because of the, uh, the fake COVID hoax, which just yeah. messed everything up. Your police department, your sheriff's department, your jail, the magistrate's office, all open They're 24 open. hours a day. Good. Now, the problem is, like, when you go to surrender yourself, you have to actually be served by a, a sworn officer. So sometimes you may have heard this. There's a shortage of sworn officers around the country. And sometimes you have to wait at least here, you know, a while, like maybe an hour before somebody. It's not going to happen with Donald Trump, although that would be pretty funny if he had to cool his heels for a while when they get a deputy off the streets to come down there and serve him. I think that would be hilarious if that was the case. Hmm. All right. So let's. Let's talk about the the wonderful possibilities, as remote as they might be, even though they shouldn't be remote. He's already, in so many ways, put out threats, sent out smoke signals, put out messages on his social media. Yeah, He has released the hounds again against the justice system going contrary to what the judge in Washington told him last week, and certainly already uh, pre-contrary to what he's going to be told in Georgia, in Atlanta. And just from a, you know, I haven't been arrested ever in my life, but I've watched a lot of movies. Um, and no, uh, Donald Trump isn't crossing the Macon County line, mm-hmm. but he's in, he's in state court he's in the state justice system and we all know that in their own way the states are rougher than the feds they just are Uh, if uh, if trump were to be detained say in new york uh, he would have been held i believe in a, a giant building in manhattan that apparently is also like 800 years old okay that you don't want to be in and i'm just guessing that if you were detained in atlanta uh it it would not be at the atlanta weston it would not be (laughs) it would not be at the ritz carlton but based on what he's already done and said there really is no objective reason why he should be allowed to walk free on bail yeah well i mean you're yeah, this is the if, if his if his name was Donald Smith or Donald Jones, yeah, he'd be right. yeah, absolutely, hundred percent right. correct. And, right, and the specious argument that well, since he's so well known, he's not a flight risk. Well, how about he has a fucking plane that can go anywhere? That's a flight risk. If you have a plane, you're a flight risk. Yeah, but, plus he's he's a master of disguise. His master of disguise too. Yeah, yeah, you never know it's him. <laughs> <laughs> much like austin powers that's what really yeah and and, and he's a master voice impersonator. <laughs> right right he could be he could get you know in the movies it was the, the the guy would escape and then get plastic surgery 
Remember that? That was the thing. I don't know. It was like the 60s or 70s. Everyone would get plastic surgery (laughs) and get away with it for a while. I don't think it's going to happen. But he really really has no business being allowed to walk free to be able to communicate with the world. And since we've already had an official uh, threat leveled um, against the judge in Washington, and there's already been an arrest made, the... And, Britt, you have to admit that uh, this podcast was the first one to recognize that that Sunday night message that he sent out that used the word riggers. Yeah. We were first to to know exactly what he was doing. He was putting the word out there because of its rhyming potential the undeniability of what that word was going to represent when it got grabbed by all of the racists all of the supporters and it's going that direction and i don't know do we get it do we give ourselves cookies for for uh, quickly realizing yeah that no that was that was pretty much you you pretty much nailed that one and and then surprisingly yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud <laughs> well i'm so proud i know a veiled racial slur when i see one and then surprisingly the uh, judge in dc gets a racial death threat so i mean it's just a it's so weird how that kind of just joins together isn't it yeah <laughs> so yeah. so strange yeah um so, uh, I, you know, th- I think we've got this one nailed. I think he is going to wait till the day of the debate that he's not going to attend to create a little attention on himself at that moment. Now, what does that do in real time during a debate? <laughs> do they talk about it while it's going on? And if they do, how would they handle that? Mm. Because it's just one. Th- is is that the weaponized justice system being unfair to uh, Donald Trump, arresting him and arraigning him? Well, of I course would... it's not. Because remember, remember who is the king of weaponizing American justice against their political enemies? It's Donald Trump. So of course this is a a, a complete projection turnaround lie that, as you know, uh, a huge percentage of the Republicans who say they're going to vote for Trump come hell or high water, they repeat that like little parrots, that because Joe Biden weaponized the justice system, blah, 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 and it's just bullshit. There you go. Well, I I think, and I've said this, I believe whenever anybody makes their first statement, when they're asked their first question, they should say, hey, let's all agree on this stage. We're not going to talk about the thing. And nobody will go for that and they'll talk about the thing so it, it in a sense well i think you've said before it really doesn't matter if he's there or not because he is the seven billion pound gorilla in the room one way or the other and you, you, he dominates everything and the republican party fully owns the bullshit but if and you know there's a whole bunch of new polling that's come out just in the last 24 hours associated press and some other outfits, and you can read it a lot of different ways. Except I think the bottom line is that, yes, every time there's an indictment, his his popularity within the Republican Party of likely voters who love him goes up. But, and I don't think you can measure this in a poll, the number of former Republicans or soon to be former Republicans who fall away. And then when they're polled, they're independents. So they're not for Trump anymore. So yes, if it's a smaller pool, your numbers automatically go up, don't they? With the people that are, are left over, because we know there's upwards of 55, 60% of people who don't want him to run at all. And then you have to play the game of, okay, yeah, I don't want him to run, but boy, if he does run and Biden's the other guy, then I got to vote for him. I know you, and it's impossible to, to ferret all that out. But, uh, um, I, I, I think in the end here, and we're not near the end yet, um, this idea that, uh, having a bunch of, uh, a bunch of 
felony indictments. Not a bunch. How about close to a hundred different yeah. charges? How about eight, four how different about eight, venues? Eight, eight, eight dozen, eight dozen plus. <laughs> how does that work there, for you? There you go. There you go. <laughs> However, you can figure out how to quantify it. If, if anybody seriously thinks that that is going to be a plus, that that's going to help you in the end, and remember, in the end means the election in November of 2024. It isn't the crazy primary process that certainly on the Republican side, it's even crazier because it's uh, whoever gets the most votes in uh, any given state. I think they just about all do it this way. It's, you know, you just, the plurality person gets it. If you get 32% and the uh, other 68% is split, among nine other people, you get all the delegates. Okay, we get that. I mean, it's crazy. They shouldn't do it that way. But no. again, they're locked into it. Why? Because that's the way they've always done it. And exactly. It and we go along with it as a country. We we, we let these people have an well, outside you know, say. The, the, the parties are not, uh, you know, they're not the government. So, you know, <laughs> they get to make their own rules. So, you know, uh, uh, stay away from, from thinking that uh, they're doing anything illegal. They're perfectly free to do that, you know. It's um, I think you're seeing you're seeing some of the polls that I'm seeing that like we're kind of close to everybody out of the pool, I think. And I, I would not have believed it, but I'm starting to see that as as this has come along, as it's gone down the field, you're seeing a lot of people that are very nervous about like, I, I'm not going to support him. I don't know how this is going to work, even among fairly hardcore Republicans. We know that there's. I think again, those podcast Pod Save America guys do the math very nicely. There's like a 22 to 25 percent piece of the Republican Party that doesn't care and will vote for him no matter what. But then everybody else is up oh, for grabs. Sure, everybody else is up for grabs, and I think that there's a lot of nervousness right now, even among people who have been pretty active Republicans who sometimes go to the conventions, watch Fox News a lot. I think even among those people, they're getting a little sweaty. Well, I, I think if, if, if I can just uh, go beyond what you just said, they know. Yeah. They've known all along. Because you know, it's always been a charade. You know, your, 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 uh, your crazy uncle at the, at the dinner table for the last seven Thanksgivings who's worn the Trump hat every year and you don't even want to talk about politics as crazy as he is, he knows. And eventually if you lose a couple percent of those people, like you're talking about, that's enough to give you absolutely zero chance of winning a general election. And of course we're leaving off, you know, it's not just a one-sided election. There's, somebody else running and there's someone else with problems we know all that um but this is going to be instead of the way it's headed not a referendum on the incumbent joe biden as much as they want to make it a referendum on hunter biden and therefore joe biden it's not going to be that way if the other candidate is in the middle of several trials for trying to overthrow the government, for pilfering government secrets, military secrets that could have our country get destroyed if they get into the wrong hands. It's going to be a referendum again on Trump. And the last three election cycles after 2016, 18, 20, and 22 have also been a referenda on Trump and what have they shown thumbs down each time what on earth would make any rational person think that this is going to turn the other direction there's so many people who are going to think oh poor donald trump he's such a victim blah 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 no it's not gonna no this is the um but you, you i think you, this is a referendum on on donald trump and it's very different than any other election yeah 
in my lifetime because we've always speculated what would Bill Clinton be like as president? What would George Bush be like as president? What would Barack Obama? We know what this guy is going to be like as president. We know what he's going to do, and it's going to be about 100 times worse. <laughs> it's going to be every everything that would happen before is going to be way worse. You, you, you just added in a, <laughs> a huge pile of dung to the case that's going to be made if there's going to be one for for donald trump for president uh they're going to try to tout how great the country was for the four years and we know better people know better um and we don't know how the economy is going to be uh, a year and a half we don't know that but um I just, and maybe Brit, we're just living in our own little bubble here. We just I don't, don't think get so. It. No, I think I think there's. It's been a slow turning, but I think we're seeing now, through all the polls and everything else, that yeah, there's there's a, a lot of nervousness. But again, ironically, for the the party that hates abortion, there is no Plan B. They don't have a Plan B. They don't have a in case no, of emergency no, break glass. No, 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 don't even think about it. Right, you know the great. The great TV shows, the greatest ones, knew when to quit. Yeah. Uh, Succession, they went for four seasons, and they said, you know what? We're done. That's great. We're out of here. The Trump show is so old. It's been in reruns for so long. Yeah. God. And uh, the phrase... Trump fatigue, as I'm hearing it talked about these days, is not referring to you or to me or to you or to Democrats or to liberals. Trump fatigue is from within the Republican Party, within the Republican everything, even among Republican crazies, you know, the the, uh, 65-year-old slob in the t-shirt that's standing there in the trump gear that gets interviewed and and pledges that's such a small share so trump fatigue is is there he's got to fight that too oh i'm a fresh new donald trump wait (laughs) wait till you see see us now the best is yet to happen we've only just begun but please no. Well, it's interesting. I mean, the Republican Party is going to look back over a period of time and go, you know, we, we really probably could have and should have beaten Joe Biden had we not invested in this fool, in this completely racist, insidious bastard. We could have we could have pretty easily beaten Joe Biden. We had a we had some things going for us. But yes, you well, can't that- talk about any you can't talk about from the Republican side any sort of policy stuff that, that you want to talk about, which they don't really have good policy debates anyway. You can't talk about how much you want to slash uh, taxes for rich people again. You can't talk about how you want to screw over public schools. You can't talk about any of that stuff because you have to talk about this guy. Well, there is, of course, more drilling for, for oil yeah. in, in, in sensitive, uh, ecologically protected areas. There is that. We all want that. Of course. If we just drill, baby, drill, everything would be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last weekend, uh, a couple of uh, professors wrote a piece that talks about how Trump really is ineligible to uh, be on the ballot because of that part of the Constitution, that goddamn 14th Amendment again. <laughs> Damn, that thing keeps getting in his way. Ah. Um, that says he can't run because he's been involved in an insurrection. And the 14th mm. Amendment, written right after the Civil War, was specifically initially designed to make sure that the Confederates... Uh, couldn't run for office in the uh, reformed union. But no one in their right mind, even originalists, wonderful people like Clarence Thomas, 
could with a straight face say that when they wrote that, it only meant for the Civil War of uh, 1861 to 1865. Yeah, that's it. And then it, it expired after that. It just, uh, the ink, it was no. disappearing ink that they wrote that with. No, that was clearly designed forever. So we've got, a, you know, these uh, these two professor guys, well-respected, have written this. It's being talked about. And um, everything is the same with, with Trump. You ready? Here you go. We can't even think about doing that because, of course, this would have to be a state-by-state thing. So this would only be done in states where there's a Democratic legislature, Democratic governor. Um, it, it wouldn't pass in, in Republican states, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and it probably wouldn't matter this time because if, if Trump wasn't on the ballot in California, he wasn't going to get the electoral votes anyway in California. Correct. So it might not make Correct. a difference. But but uh, uh, let's just pretend that, that at least one or two states are states that might have been in his camp, and it, it does cost him. You ready? We can't do that, Britt, because of the riots that would break out if people were truly denied their I right to vote this. for the person Donald that – Right. Right. In in other words, because see, this is the problem. We have such a country of morons, (laughs) morons that when you say to them, uh, yes, this is a legitimate way to do this. And, you know, the legislation would get passed in these states and it would end up probably in the U.S. Supreme Court. And we don't know. Truthfully, we don't know. That the Supreme Court wouldn't, even at this point, even with three of them being appointed by Trump, not interpret the Constitution to say, yeah, if you've been involved in an insurrection, you you cannot be uh, on the ballot for public <laughs> office. Dog you sounded, all the way to the top. You sounded like one of those law commercials. If you were involved in the resurrection, you may be more awful than you think. Yeah. But no, they're, um, uh, but, but it's like it's like everything else. It, it, it will account for everybody, but him, except for Donald Trump, right? The piece, because, uh, the, the piece that you're talking about, the uh, is going to be published. Uh, it's by law professors William Baud, University of Chicago, Michael Stokes Paulson, University of St. Thomas, both members of the Federalist Society, which I think is a, a fairly conservative group, Brad. Last they're time not I, just I a checked, conservative group, Britt. They're the the right wing assholes <laughs> who, who churn out right wing asshole judges. That that that. So this isn't um, no, this isn't coming from Lawrence uh, John Tribe. Podesta, right? And <laughs> and the guys on Pod Save America. Okay? No, this, no, it's coming from like people that would be loath usually. Now, interestingly enough. This will be published in an article next year at the University of Pennsylvania Law Review. And I believe the University of Pennsylvania School of Law is within shouting distance of something called the Wharton School of Business that you may have heard of. I would also say which as far means as what? I mean, well, you know, you Donald, keep pointing that out. Never well, means anything. It means something that Donald John Trump is being nothing. done in, uh, nope. in in great measure by some of the people who went to this care. great school that he went to. I believe he one of the when he went there, it wasn't very good. I'm sure. <laughs> and the other thing that I would point out, as far as the Fourteenth Amendment, which also legalizes the children of slaves, as far as being United States citizens. That was the point. And that's what all of these years has meant that if you were born on American soil, uh, you are a United States citizen. That is what makes the 14th. Now, we don't know if Abraham Lincoln would have been in favor of excluding Confederates from running for office because he wasn't there because he was killed by a Confederate sympathizer. Right. He, he couldn't argue been, the point. Yeah. You don't know. You just will never know. I've made this point several occasions that uh Abraham Lincoln, uh, our president, was not necessarily in favor of punitive measures of reconstruction against the South, but he lost the argument when he was murdered. Yeah. And that's uh, that's that's Yahtzee right there. Well, here's the here's my point, and it hasn't been spoken this way yet in all the dis- the discussions I've seen about figuring out ways to exclude Trump from running and from being on the ballot which is, again, Lincoln's famous line. He's given the most credit for, for saying this during the Civil War when he suspended the rules of habeas corpus where you have to hear the charges against you. You could just be arrested on the spot. Uh, 
that the Constitution is not a suicide pact. Uh-huh. And this idea that Donald Trump seems to have extra constitutional rights regarding free speech, regarding freedom of movement, regarding incitement of revolution, a coup d'etat against his own government. And we can't enforce those rules. We can't even hold him in the uh, Fulton County Jail when he's arraigned after he's already been warned so many different ways to not try to taint the jury, which he's already doing. He's already trying to intimidate people who might want to step forward and be on a jury. What you're really doing is you're sending out smoke signals to people to lie, to get their way onto a jury, to acquit you or uh, cause a hung jury. That is what he is doing right now. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. And uh, he should be held incommunicado, I think, right now. That's it. See ya. Too bad that you're running for president. As, as it was said last week, that's your day job. You know what? When everybody else gets arrested, when everybody else gets arraigned and they've given the, the, the judge and the, the system a reason not to allow them back out onto the streets, well, your day job might suffer. You might not be able to go into the office for the next few months or weeks or years because you violated the law. But with Donald Trump, no, oh, no, we can't do that. He has the right to do all. So uh, this is the all-time stress test for America, the American judicial system, and the, uh, the brain matter of tens of millions of people. Is it really there? Does it exist? It's and it's it's passing the test so far. I think it's it's doing it. With, we don't, but we haven't had anything go to trial yet. So hopefully, everything will uh, everything will work out in that way. We have not talked about this uh, amazing Monday press conference in which Donald Trump is going to be able no. to present evidence. Is going to dismiss every right. charge against him. This is going to be tremendous. First of all, first of all, here's the here's lie number one. <laughs> Even if something was done. It would not be a press conference. A press conference implies that the person making the presentation will answer questions from the press, thus a press conference. Sure, yeah. Trump has done this several times, yeah. and every time he's ever done anything, it's not a press conference. He comes out there, he makes a speech, he reads off a paper, if he doesn't have a teleprompter, and then he walks away. He just did it. A few weeks ago, after that first indictment, right? He flew mm -hmm. down out of New York. He flew down to Florida and said, I'm going to have a press conference tonight. And he came out there all sweaty and nervous, and he read a bunch of insults and walked off. That was not a press conference, okay? Uh, number two, his lawyers are losing their minds. They are. Yeah. They're insisting that he not do this. Yeah. But is that going to stop him? I'm probably not. Well, you and, no doubt you, you saw the the piece or the interview with, with Ty Cobb, his former attorney going, well, this is going to be more evidence against him. What he's going to present ever on Monday will be used in a court of law against him because he didn't remain silent because he's not able to. <laughs> right. 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 According to ABC, Trump's legal advisors are worried he might say something that will make it harder for them to defend him. Duh. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Britt. In a Donald Trump defense right now, let's say the trial started tomorrow. Yeah. We know who all the witnesses, at least the pool of witnesses, are likely to be on the side of the prosecution. We know their names. Now, they all, every one of them, and by the way, your stupid Republican friends and the stupid people that I hate who are Republicans in this country now who are helping to ruin America as they go along with, with Trump, and that's what they're doing. Um, do they realize that everyone who has spoken out publicly in the legal process, going back to the January 6th hearings, every one of these people is a Republican, mm -hmm. every one of them. So all the witnesses, the Jack Smith, 
is going to present are people that we know and they're Republicans. Who is Donald Trump going to present on his behalf? Your witness, sir. Uh, we don't have any. We got nobody. We, we got nobody. Well, and then we there's just, the. You just think you were wrong and you were unfair to us. That's well, our defense. You can't. I mean, and it's going to be the. Well, can he. Should we put him on the stand? Should we put the defendant himself on the, the answer, stand? No, of course. He yeah, can. but he's going to overrule them. <laughs> I mean, you can't control this bull. This the, this I'll, China shop is. He's going to insist. And then if they try to say, uh, no, he's going to stand up and say, Your Honor. My legal team is preventing me from my constitutional right to res- to put myself on the stand. I am insisting on incriminating myself. It's, no, no, I, this, I, this I think the- you're underselling it. He's going to fire them on the spot because if it's on TV, that's what you know. He wants the spectacle. He want he wants to make the O.J. Simpson trial, you know, look like uh, Wayne's World. Okay, <laughs> he wa- he wants to, don't you think? It's, it's bananas. And they, and they, I mean, I still, you saw the story about Jen Alice again, one of his former employees who apparently hasn't been paid by him. She started to go fund me to try to get some money because she's broke. Uh, apparently Rudolph Giuliani, who was promised all of this fun, all of these funds and all this money, um, maybe, or maybe not, he's broke as well. And again, to a nicer guy, it could not happen. There's there's nobody who has had a, any sort of you, you've talked about this for a number of years, any kind of association. When you get in bed with this guy, you end up just dying. Well, you you well, Nobody has ever uh, represented Donald Trump, particularly legally, and said, man, my career took off after that. What a shot to the moon that was. Right. That, that's true with, with lawyers, but it's true with everybody else that he's yes. done business with, too. He, he's not going to call up somebody that he made a, a deal with to. Uh, build condos in in Panama, you know, twenty years ago to vouch for his uh, good character. There's nobody on earth that would vouch for his good character, so he has no witnesses to call. Um, so his only hope, and he's trying to play this to the hilt, is to taint the jury pool. To taint the jury pool. Now, if there was a hung jury, guess what? They'd try the case over again. They're going to tie him up forever. He's done. He's through. He can hang all the juries that he wants, and they're going to keep coming at him. They just are. They're not going to let him go because one recalcitrant juror who lied to to get into the into the mix there was was stubborn and yeah, even being beaten senseless back in the jury room <laughs> didn't get that person to change because. <laughs> You know, the person's sitting there and he opens up his shirt. He's got a Trump T-shirt on and is going oh. Trump, 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 Trump. There's some wrestling. That, that's, like, that's a very wrestling thing that you're talking about there where you're supposed to uh, represent one faction, but then you rip the T-shirt off and you're actually with the, the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Tyson yeah. did that at WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin and, and Shawn Michaels. Do the, um, the GOP Hates America local edition. Yeah. Um. North Carolina bans transgender care for minors as Republicans override veto. North Carolina, the latest state to block minors from getting access to gender transition care. Republicans voted on Wednesday to override Governor Roy Cooper's veto of the bill that would restrict hormone treatments. So the Republicans passed that bill. The governor vetoed it. And they've now overridden it. No puberty blockers, no surgeries for young people because it was happening so frequently. There were about, what, about 200 a day here? Oh, it's, 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 you can't even count it. Because they have super majorities in the House and the uh, Senate, which they used to not have until we had somebody switch sides. That is an example of what you're talking about, where someone shows up, yeah. you know, they rip their shirt open, and it says a big R on it. Yeah. When it's supposed to say D. That's it. Right. Right. Um, so North Carolina is slipping into uh, that category of states that are going after the most vulnerable. The cruelty is the point. This month, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and we know what they're all about, reaffirmed their support of gender related treatments for children. 
and they do want a systematic review of medical research into the treatments, that's fine. But uh, the political culture wars, as Governor Cooper calls them, have come here where we are, Britt, and um, bring it on. It's a dead-bang loser. It's such a dead-bang loser that guess what? Ron DeSantis is starting to run away from them. It is, but it, this makes this is why the election for governor in North Carolina is so important next year. Because if Josh Stein loses, and I believe the Republican nominee is going to be Mark Robinson, all of this shit goes through. All of this shit is rubber stamped, and Katie bar the door. Uh, it'll it'll all be the the public school system will be ravaged. Um. The stuff about having books banned, we will have books burning, book burnings in North Carolina if Mark Robinson is elected governor. And I hope that never happens. So that's why every day when you see this podcast, um, for those of you that are that listen to it on, on any other platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple or whatever, that link to Josh Stein for governor. If you ever think, hey, I want to I want to throw five bucks into Kitty, even any time you think about it, give Josh Stein that money. Uh, let me get this straight. It's all about consistency, I always like to think. But when it comes to your children's health, for instance, should my kid get a vaccine for not COVID, that's in the past, but in the future, because we're going to get another, we're going to get another mix on the vaccine in a few months, right? They've, mm-hmm. They're cooking one up right now for this new variant. That's correct. Um, the Republican point of view on that is uh, I get to decide whether I get vaccinated. I certainly get to decide on behalf of my children, right? I don't want the state ordering my my kid to get vaccinated. But with transgender care, the state and the state alone should decide this. It should not be me and my wife my children deciding this together do i have that right is there is there a little bit of inconsistency there well there's just... there's dude that, that's just one of the hypocrisy the other one is that you can't expect a 12 year old to be able to read to, to kill a mockingbird but you do want her to carry a baby to term i mean there's a million different <laughs> republican hypocrisies that you can point out in this state and uh as of right now and again if the economy holds serve, which we desperately need for another year, year and a half, they unfortunately they said uh, mortgage rates just hit crested the seven percent mark for the first time in a long time uh, this week. So that's not great news. But the 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 abortion stuff is very motivating to the younger voters. The, the it appears to be in in Democrats' favor. It seems to be a very motivating factor. So it needs to be. That bell cannot be rung enough between now and next November, as far as well, I'm concerned, or anybody right. else. And since we don't have um, we don't have referendum votes in North Correct. Carolina, like they do in these other states, like they just had in Ohio two weeks ago, we don't have them here. Um, it's going to be the uh, the avatars for the issue, the two people running for governor this time around, and one is going to be for pro-choice Roe versus Wade style uh, abortion rules. And the other one is going to be for probably zero abortions at all. And then they'll tell you how uh, great they are. Well, well, but for the life of the mother, okay, all right. Jesus. 